Warning, the Everything podcast may contain language and subject matter unsuitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Furthermore, if you are an overly sensitive, combative for no reason, close-minded cuck, Lou from the BX will gladly drag you down Colgate Avenue and leave you somewhere on the cross Bronx with the others. Now that we understand each other, Welcome, and as always, please enjoy responsibly. This is the Everything Podcast, the most non-PC podcast of the PC era. Hey, Lou, would you kindly drop a bomb on him? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to episode 66 of the Everything Podcast, the long-awaited episode 66 it's been a long time coming and i'm glad very glad to be bringing you this episode finally after months and months and months of speculation and waiting and i know you were all at the edges of your seats waiting when's the next episode of the everything podcast coming well here it is and if you didn't know i am your boy your host lou from the bx aka louis balboa bo lou the loose cannon of podcasting your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster, bringing you the Everything Podcast. And today is a date of great significance to me, as I'll get into later on in this episode. But I just wanted to say thank you guys very much for sticking around, for downloading this episode, for keeping the streams going. I don't know who of you out there are streaming my show, but you guys got me all, all, all the way to almost 10,000 downloads just on anchor alone so I, I really i really love you guys a lot i really appreciate you and i know i haven't been delivering on the content i haven't been delivering on the show but you guys have i'm watching i'm watching man i always check my anchor and i see what's popping and and you know you guys keeping those streams going i keep getting notifications it's, my episodes are like in the hundreds some of them are 200 plays already it, bugs me out every time i see it and don't think i don't appreciate it i love every single one of you who are streaming my show so thank you and i wish i wish i wish some of you guys who are actually listening to the show on the regular would hit me up hit me up on the gram bro the everything podcast just type that into instagram i know you got one hit me up on there uh my facebook is null and void it is gone which is something else i'm going to get into later on in the show so instagram right now and twitter is really the only way to get in touch with me and i wish you guys would so that i can shout you out and promote you and show you love the way you guys are showing me but in any event you guys know where to find me and uh you know if you're you got the notifications on you're getting this latest episode uh just thank you and i'm hoping that i can deliver because it has been a while so you'll excuse me if i'm stuttering and stammering a little bit through this but I'm trying to get reacclimated into the whole podcasting world as I'm hoping to 
bring more episodes to you on a regular basis and kind of get back into the swing of things here. So this episode has gone through several changes. Uh, Originally, episode 66 was supposed to be a Joker movie review, which I still have. (laughs) I still have it here, I think, in my notes, like completely written out. I have all the bullet points I wanted to talk about. There's quite a few of them. Actually, I think I erased it. Did I? No, there it is right there. 10, 10, 19. Tep 66 Joker. I sometime in October, I wanted to record that and it never happened. And I have like three or four different drafts here for episode 66. And I'm not using any of those. So here's the deal. Again, I wanted to, I'm I'm glad that I'm here recording this today because it is the 30th of January, 2020. Happy New Year, by the way. I know it's super late. Uh, You know, cheers and greetings and salutations and all that. I wish you guys all the best in the new year. Happiness and love and health and wealth and all that good stuff. And when we get that shit out the way. Um, I wanted to record all month i've been going back and forth figuring how am i going to record this i should just record it get it out the way then it felt like work and i sat here a few times and i started i didn't like the way i started i stopped it i re-recorded it i went back i looked at it again i went back and i just said ah fuck it i'll do it tomorrow and uh now here i am sitting here recording this episode i wanted to get it in you know sometime in january and it looks like today's the day. So I'm happy to be here. I'm glad I'm here. Finally feeling good in front of my little mic, trying to get this recorded. And uh, for your listening pleasure. So what I'm going to do this episode is I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I kind of got a little convoluted here in my notes, all these different things that I wanted to talk about. I'm going to go ahead and con- uh, condense this down. So obviously, if you guys have been uh, keeping track of what's going on in the news, we recently lost a very giant, um, I don't want to call him a celebrity, but, you know, um, just kind of a, I don't even know, what would you call Kobe? I mean, I, he's much more than a basketball player or something like that. I don't want to get into that now, but... You know, I definitely want to talk about that. So I'm going to. I'm also going to get into my social media battles. All this, all this, all this kind of stuff kind of flows in together. So I'm going to try to segment them into different parts of the show. But they kind of all go together. But I kind of want to separate them because I feel like they all each deserve their own kind of little bit of time. So. I want to talk about social media. I want to touch on Kobe. And then I want to explain why January 30th is uh, kind of an important day for me. So that's all I'm going to do for this episode. And I hope that is uh, satisfactory to your needs. I know you've been yearning and pulsating with desire and waiting and wondering when is episode 66 going to drop? I've listened to 65 so many times. I need it. I want it. <laughs> well, here it is. And I hope that I can, um, you know, deliver on, on this 
promise of content. So before we get into the main part of the show, I just kind of want to, since I'm sitting here in the intro, let's push 2019 completely away because this is something that I should have done weeks ago, but unfortunately I was not able to get on. I was not able to sit and record this thing. I just didn't have it in me to do it, but I'm here now and I know it's late, but it's still technically January. So here we go. These are the things that I learned in 2019. I've learned quite a few uh, little details here that I have written in my notes and I want to kind of just put these out there and just kind of get them out and send them off into the ether, shove them off to the side, swipe left and uh, move on with my life. So these are things that we learned in 2019. And by we, I mean me. So I learned that rapping gay bars is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Not so much me, but in regards to Tyler, the creator being on Hype 97's Funk Max Deflex uh, freestyle extravaganza. I learned that rapping gay bars is fucking hilarious. Um, I also learned that hip hop country is now a thing. Proving that people will listen to fucking anything as long as it trends. So I refuse to believe that people like that song because it's good. I'm not even going to name the song because you know what I'm talking about. Uh, it was trending and I believe that is the only reason that it's popular. That's just my opinion. That's something that I learned in 2019. Hip hop country. I also learned in 2019 that Kilstein did not ep himself. I also learned that Americans will completely demonize teenagers who are trying to change the world for the better and at the same time say kids today ain't shit. In 2019, I learned comedy is not actually dead. I also learned in 2019 that a black hole suspiciously suspiciously looks like the tip of a blunt. I always had trouble saying that word suspiciously. It's a tricky word to say. It's, it's, it's not tricky when you're not trying to think about saying it, but when you're looking at the word and you're trying to make sure not to fuck up, you fuck up. Uh, that's another thing I learned in 2019. Actually, I learned it in 2020, so that doesn't really count. Um, in 2019, I learned that science can be disproven just by calling it fake news. Uh, in 2019, I learned that Joker is a phenomenal fucking movie. Uh, also in 2019, I learned that Midsummer is a fucking disturbing movie and in 2019 i also learned that the rise of skywalker is a great movie uh in 2019 i learned that you can claim castle doctrine if you bust into someone's house and kill them as long as you claim that you thought it was your apartment uh in 2019 i also learned that you can be killed for sitting in your own apartment and eating ice cream while watching tv as long as the person killing you thinks that it's their apartment and uh, finally, in 2019, one of the most important things that I learned is that social media can indeed destroy your relationship. And that is it for me for 2019. I'm done with it. 2019 can go eat a dick, a bag of dicks, better said. And uh, let's go ahead and since we're here, push 2019 out of the way, say au revoir and move on into the future. So you guys, I'll be right back and we will get on with the rest of the program. Yo, it's Joe Bruno, El Cantante, and you're listening to the Everything Podcast with my big brother, Lou from the BX. Love you, twin. Tu sabes que esto está rico. Show him how we do.
pow everything podcast so guys as i stated earlier i think i stated it earlier i don't remember um i no longer have facebook and there are a plethora of reasons for that so i joined facebook back in the days of the myspace craze when myspace was at his uh height and um at at that point i was mr social media i kind of still am but it's much less now so back in the day uh <laughs> i was mr fucking social media i had it all i had twitter which i still do um had a myspace found facebook made one of those i had a high five I had a fucking Orkut account. It's a basically a Brazilian Facebook. Uh, I had an account on BlackPlanet.com. I had uh, what the hell else did I have? There was another goofy ass social media thing out there that I had, and I can't remember what it was. Um, I had them all. I had everything. And you know, I remember when Facebook came out. Facebook was basically a uh, one page. You have your little picture, you update your status, and you add friends, and you can basically just talk to each other. Then they added pictures, and then they added a bunch of shit, and then it became what it is today. Over time, of course. Um, so I've had that thing since 2006, I guess. Uh, and it's just... So it... it, it this it kind of goes with with all of technology now because you know I, this generation you know my generation which i don't even know what you call it we're not gen xers we're not millennials we're i don't know what the fuck i am uh so people in my age group are growing up in a very strange time because we are growing up in a time where when we grew up we did not have cell phones and you know, touchscreen devices and the internet and all these things. And all these things came out like during our post adolescence slash adulthood. And now we're older folks. Well, again, the people in my age group and some of us more than others are very fluent in using the internet and, you know, these social media platforms and, uh, you know, Google and, you know, it's a very strange time because we, we went from like regular, I'm trying to word this properly, but we, we went from like growing up quote unquote regularly to, kind of now watching kids with all this technology plus we have the same access to the same technology and we're using it and it's just a weird it's a weird uh it's kind of like a weird space at least i think so it's just it, it doesn't have to be weird in a bad way now what i mean is for instance for example what i like to use now i'm a gamer and i'm into all sorts of geeky shit and uh when I 
was first really introduced into the world of the internet, it had to be 1990, I'm going to say it had to be 92, 93, por ahí, where I used to go online with my uh, freaking Commodore. Or at that time, I had a, a different computer. I honestly don't even know what kind of computer I had because my brother hooked it up and just gave me a computer because he was always been a tech head. Um, and I used to go to these things called BBSs, which is a bulletin board system, I think. Don't hold me to that because I could be completely wrong on what that acronym is. But we used to go to these things called BBSs, which is like a it's basically what it is, is a message board. And uh, you go there. You dial up, you hear all that. And you end up on this message board with all this kind of like 8-bit lettering, kind of like Nintendo-ish graphics, if you will. Um, none of it animated, just kind of like still pictures. And it would say, like I remember one that I used to go to was called Tidal Wave. Uh, this place was called Tidal Wave, and we used to go in there there used to be chat rooms and people used to go in and we chat, you know, uh, just sitting there, chat all day. What are you doing? Oh, I'm watching Beavis and Butthead. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just chilling, eating a sandwich, blah, blah, blah. And that's literally all we used to do. And <laughs> that was like the height of the Internet at that time. Uh, I'd go there. I'd do that. We used to play this kind of um, we used to play this game. Oh man, I wish I could remember the name of the game. It was a, uh, it was like a fantasy, kind of like a knights, King Arthur type uh, style of game, where you would create your character, and it would be like an elven character or a knight or a mage or whatever, and it was all text, and you just attack people, and you'd build up your character. It was actually now that I think about it, it was really cool. Uh, it probably sounds extremely nerdy to you, but uh, it was actually a really fucking cool game. I wish I could remember what it was called, but it was on the message board and you can go in there and you can play. You could put your character to rest. You only had a certain amount of turns you could use before you had to rest for the day. And people would attack you if you were resting, if you didn't go to like the um, like if you didn't go back to the um, the not the shop. It was like a uh, a tavern. If you didn't go to the tavern, if you didn't have enough money to get a room you know, you'd have to sleep outside and then people would attack you and you'd lose your weapons and your money and your shit. It was, it was actually a pretty cool game. And I think about it. I haven't thought about that in years, but again, kind of getting a little long winded here. But what I'm trying to say is that back in the day when you had those kind of BBS message boards, you could sit there and talk to people who liked the same things you liked. So like went to go see batman returns or batman forever was coming out and you saw the trailer in the theater you go in there holy shit did you see that oh my god this looks so cool da, 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 and you talk about it N now technology is to the point where every tom dick and jane who can get a cell phone in their hand can access anything anywhere and give their opinion which for me a person like me it could be great where i can sit here and cultivate an audience and do a podcast and put my opinions out there, whether you agree or disagree with them is, is up to you. 
but I, I can do that. And then you have the people who are on Facebook and places of that ilk, YouTube comments, uh, most comment message boards, uh, m well, better said, most places where ha that have a comment section. Um, I don't even know what you call it. Just an article, an article's comment section. All it is, is people arguing with each other. And there's such easy access to these places now that it's commonplace. It's just like it, it's right in your hand. You open it up. You, look, you read an article online. You, read, you get on Facebook. You read an article. You hit that comment section. And you just start scrolling through all these comments. And I guarantee you within three to four comments, someone's fighting about something. And usually it has nothing to do with the goddamn article you were just reading. And it's just fighting, whether it's political, whether it's racial, whether it's someone thinking they know more than you. I saw the, one of the last things that I saw when I was on Facebook was I saw a video of a woman who had a pity, a cutie little pity, a cutie patootie. And she was um, holding a raw steak up in up in the air and the dog was sitting there waiting and she was training him and she was telling him wait 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 sit sand sit and then finally she gave him the steak cute video you know if you know anything about dogs you know that that's totally okay but you went into that comment section and holy shit just just a video of a fucking cute dog doing something cute an owner doing something very cute with their dog. My God, those comments. Oh, this lady poisoning her fucking dog. That's why these pit bulls should be outlawed and da 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 eating raw meat and they're making them evil. And it's like, dude, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. And I'm not doing it anymore, which is why I left Facebook. I close my account i didn't there's options i don't know if okay i don't know if you people know this i don't know if you ever tried to close your facebook before but it's very easy but they give you two options the one option is to um you basically shut your account down but it's just sitting there dormant and you can open it whenever open it up whenever you want you can open it back up and it you know It'll open and then everything will be right where it was and everybody will be able to see you again and you'll be able to get back on Facebook and join the community. Or you can choose the other option, which is to completely purge your account. Everything will be lost. Everything will be deleted. And it no longer exists. So before I've got I've gone through phases with Facebook where I felt this way and I just shut my account down and then like I'd reopen it up in like three, four days, literally because I couldn't stay away. I was literally addicted to it. I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is grab my phone and open Facebook and what's going on? Who's saying what? What's this? I'd have no notifications. The notifications I did have was like such and such went live. Such and such commented on an article and it's like, fuck, no one's interacting with me. I'd actually feel a way when I see notifications and they weren't for someone commenting on something I did.
uh, and that kind of um, feeling disturbed me. It's one of the reasons why I decided to um, just kind of completely purge my account. People arguing all day. I'm getting into argument with people I considered friends. And if they're not friends, they're at least acquaintances because I'm not one of these people who, you know, uh, on these social media outlets, I don't just follow like I'm not following, you know, Vin Diesel and, uh, you know, who, Henry Cavill and uh, I'm not following Hugh Jackman and The Rock and like all these people. I'm not following any of them. My social media is for my friends. I want to know what my friends are up to. Um, and that's for the most part who I follow. Yeah, I might be following like a celebrity or two, maybe, but those are few and far between. And usually after I'm a few, you know, a few times when they post, I kind of just don't want that shit on my newsfeed anymore. And I unfollow them for the most part, like 97% of my social media pages are all regular ass people that I know. And I just like, like keeping up with those people. So, you know. I don't follow celebs and I don't follow singers and dancers and actors and all that shit. So when I like get into debates with people, as I prefer to call it, cause I don't like to call it arguing. They're people that I know. I'm not just arguing with random ass people. I'm arguing with people that I know and I respect if I'm, you know, following you on Facebook or whatever, it's because I like you. you, you mean something to me in some way. And, uh, you know, just constant back and forth about, you know, we disagree and that's fine. People are allowed to disagree about things, but it's just like, dude, no one wants to be wrong. Now, I pride myself on being able to see your point. And if I'm wrong, I'll be like, hey, you know what? I'm wrong. You're right. I'm wrong. I got you. I understand what you're trying to say. Maybe we didn't say it in, in, in a way that was conducive to an argument or, or, or a conversation. But you know what? Uh, my bad. I, I, I see where you're going with this. And, and, and I can I can say that I'm wrong. No, nobody wants to do that. <laughs> I don't know why I feel like I'm the only one who does that. No one wants to lose a fucking argument, even if they're wrong. And that shit is exhausting. And I cannot do it anymore. I can't do it. It's like, it's all about the memes with these people. Every, and really, the end of last year was horrific when it came to that shit. Every single thing that happened in the news, literally, the next day was a fucking meme. It was a meme. And like 19,000 different variations of the same meme for like two weeks straight. And then it, we move on to another meme. And it's like, bro. Y'all niggas don't get tired of this shit. Like, do you do you not see how this is like bad? We're just completely ignoring shit that's going on because we want to push the hottest meme out so people can click like on your fucking page and share your shit. Like, no one sees a problem with this shit. That fucking cat and that lady. I don't even know what that shit is from. Like, the lady screaming, pointing her finger, and then there's a fucking cat. At the dinner, t I don't even fucking understand that shit. I sound like an old man right now, but I don't know where that fucking meme came from. But it literally took over the fucking internet. It was like every other 
I'll scroll and scroll past these, like, another one and another one. And it's like, dude, <laughs> you guys even paying attention to what's going on in the world? Do you even care? Or you just see the, the, the meme and you want to post it? Like, I don't, I mean, look, I'm all for having fun. I'm all for the jokes, whatever. And I don't want to feel like, you know, get off my get off my lawn, old man, like fucking shaking my fist, yelling at the wall. But it's like, dude, when when you are, I I pride myself on trying not to insult anyone personally when I'm in a debate with them, or trying to get them to see, like, no, listen, you're 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 incorrect, <laughs> like. The facts that you're saying, they're not even facts. You, you don't you don't know what you're talking about, but I'm trying to tell you in a nice way. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. It's like this. At the end of the day, at the end of the discussion, quote unquote, guess what? I get a meme. I don't get a damn, you know, hey, you're right. Or, you know what? I don't agree with you. But at the end of the day, you know, I respect you and blah, blah, blah. And, and thanks. And we should stop now and blah, blah, blah. No, none of that memes. Just send me a fucking meme of Donald Trump riding a fucking unicorn, shooting a machine gun. And, oh, that's your point. Oh, great. Good, good job. And then it's just fucking LOL. Ha ha ha. Like, no, I just spent the last fucking 30 minutes going back and forth with you. And now you're sending me memes. What, what have we accomplished here? You've wasted 30 minutes of my time. I broke down specific fucking examples of why you should be upset about some of these things. And I get memes. Like, that shit for me is infuriating. And I can't. Look, I'm not the most intelligent person in the world. I'm not the most educated person in the world. But I can tell what's right and wrong. And I can handle myself in a civilized conversation. So, for someone to engage with me when they're unwilling to see my side or any other side other than theirs... And then finish it off with three, four, fucking five memes in a row. Why? 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 Why am I bothering with you? Why? It makes no sense. And I'm just not going to do it anymore. You know? Um, another reason why I've decided to get rid of the whole Facebook page is more personal to me. And obviously, you guys know my situation. So Facebook has this, um, it has this feature called memories of today. And, uh, <laughs> when you've spent 10 years with, uh, uh, another person and you are no longer with that person, you, 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 and you're a person like me who basically is quote unquote social media guy. You spend a lot of time on, you know, your social media platform and you've posted a lot of pictures and posted a lot of statuses and things like that, that you, you kind of fire and forget. And then a year or two later, uh, you see this thing and you're like, Oh, Hey, you remember that babe? Oh yeah, that was great. Um, well, when you're not with that significant other anymore and you're attempting to, kind of like move on with your life and uh you know not so much try to like uh build or build or cultivate a new relationship you, you're just trying to move forward and you know trying to refocus your energy and 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 
you know, see where life's going to take you now. So for you, for, for you to try to be in that space and you go on Facebook, which you're hopelessly addicted to, and it says memories from today and you click on it and you're seeing old pictures that you forgot about, uh, you know, happy time memories from two, three, four years ago that were actually really cool and, and, and genuinely nice moments that you may have had with this person. And at that time, it was, uh, you know, a, a, a good experience. And now it's just a uh, daily gut punch of uh, anger and pain and emotion that you don't want to feel anymore. And it's kind of like, uh, you know, you, you every day, every goddamn day, your Facebook is reminding you of where you were. Um, and there's only so much deleting you can do really again. I I've that page. I opened it in 2006. I'm on it every fucking day. Okay. Let's be real here every day. So that's a lot of time. It's almost freaking, I mean, it's almost close to like 18, 19 years of, of, of being online. A lot of that time spent on Facebook. You know, it's a lot of memories and shit that 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 come at you every single day. And it it's just you can only delete so many things before you're kind of like, you know what? I, why am why am I even on here anymore? It, it just makes no sense. Um, another one for me is uh, I post a lot of dog pictures, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> and seeing pictures of my dogs who I don't really get to see anymore uh, makes me really sad and it, it makes me feel like a bad person because I feel like I abandoned them but at the same time I mean I know they're being taken care of and they're okay but I can't be over there anymore because number one it's not good for me number two it's actually not good for them um, for me to pop in, spend time with them, and then disappear for another indeterminate amount of time. Uh, so I know they're being taken care of. They're okay. But I miss the shit out of them. And seeing them pop up like that is just, uh, especially when it's like a random picture that I took and completely forgot about. It was like an innocuous innocuous picture that I took and just posted and then I see it and I completely remember that day and that picture and how fucking you know happy and, and, and cute it was and all that shit and it's just a bunch of weird emotions that kind of pop up and it's like I just don't need that anymore um, I just don't you know the absolute waste of time that is that goddamn app. The the amount of time I spent just scrolling and scrolling. Just, I don't even know what I was looking for. Like, it's just so weird to sit there and scroll. And, and, and I'll, I'm re I'll keep it real. I, again, completely addicted to that app. Now, a lot of you, you know, I put myself out there. That's fine. You want to act like you're not addicted to Facebook. Don't, don't. F listen, you're just as fucking addicted as I am. Okay, 
and I will admit it. I would sit there and scroll and pull down on the goddamn app and pull back up and let it refresh to see if there's anything new. I used to do it all the time. And I finally just, dude, I, I, if I just got to the point where I realized that this is pointless. It, it, this isn't doing anything positive for me. It, it literally was not. The only positive thing that I can take out of it is I have some really cool friends who do really cool shit with their kids and they post pictures and you know watching the kids grow up and all that shit is that's cool um and i do miss you know seeing some of y'all because I, I know some of you guys um don't do instagram i got a couple of you that i actually do miss and i really have no way to reach out to you and and kind of uh let you know i'm on instagram because some of y'all don't do instagram which is fine um but it's dead my shit so that second feature that i was alluding to earlier with facebook it it allows you to purge your account but it gives you 30 days to um reactivate your account and i'm on day like 25 or something like that uh so um I'm assuming I'm going to get an email from them, like, I guess maybe five days or something before. Maybe I won't. I don't know. But I do have an email there saying that um, it said, actually, I'll look it up right now. And I'll let you know exactly what day I fucking, if I can find it real quick. And this is, this makes for great podcasting, by the way. Me sitting here scrolling through my phone looking for shit um, that I should have done earlier. Uh, so, let's see. Subjects, people... I don't even know what to look for here. Face, Facebook. Ah, here we go. The 10th. So that was 20 days ago. So I got 10 more days. It says your account is scheduled for permanent deletion. And I got that on the 10th. So that was the day that I purged my account. So 10 more days and my account will be completely gone. Kaput. Bye bye. And I'm cool. I'm, I'm not reactivating that shit. It's going to go bye bye. Maybe someday, somehow, some way, I, I make another one or something, but I highly doubt it. Um, if I could, I would just delete everything. But right now, I don't really have an issue with Instagram. The only issue I have with Instagram is that there's a lot of advertisements. Uh, and it's really annoying. But what I like about Instagram is just I can post my pictures and my friends see it and I close the app. That's it. There's no, There's not a lot of scrolling to be done. My newsfeed is very brief. A lot of you guys don't post that much on there. I uh, scroll maybe through like 10 pictures and then it's like, that's it for today. And I'm like, all right, holla. Uh, and that's about it. Twitter is the other one that I'm on. And, uh, you know, that's just mainly uh, for news and information. It keeps me up to date on shit that's trending and yada, yada, yada. So, uh that is the story about why I'm off of of FB and why I won't be coming back. So if you guys are listening to this through, you know, whatever streaming service you choose to listen to this podcast and you're wondering why you haven't seen me on Facebook, if you have me on there, well, this is why um, I'm gone and I ain't coming back. So I would actually recommend everyone delete their Facebook. Fuck it. We don't need that app anymore. This shit is whack. <laughs> this shit is whack, Zen. Uh, 
but not yet. Do whatever you want to do. I just feel personally that I just was, you know, again, too many old memories that I need to keep seeing reappear. Arguments left and right. Disgusting comments from people who you don't know and who just lurk in comment sections and just constantly want to fight and name call and say all kinds of horrible things. It, it just it's 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 it was just too much for me so i'm done and uh i hope you guys can understand that but in any event this is the everything podcast and we're gonna keep it pushing yo 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 this your boy the mayor that dj named ace five your mom's favorite fat guy and you are listening to the newest episode of the everything podcast with my boy Lou from the BX. Everything podcast, guys. So, the elephant in the room. Let's talk about it. <clears throat> On uh, the 27th of January, the news broke that uh, NBA superstar Kobe Bryant had passed away. Now, Obviously, you guys have already heard about this. You already know the deal. You already know about the helicopter. And he lost his daughter. And there was also nine other people on this. Uh, excuse me if I got that wrong. I think it was nine or ten people on on board also lost their lives. And I had their names down in a bunch of stuff that I sent out on social media platforms. I do have. I just don't have them in front of me. And I'm sorry if that comes off as disrespectful but i i want to focus on um i want to focus on how i felt when i got the news about kobe bryant and some of the aftermath so i was off that day and um i was sitting on my bed actually i had just got out of the shower and I, I'm just getting over a, I don't know what I had. I guess I'll call it a cold. Um, I was just kind of still sick. I'm kind of over it now. But at that time, I was still feeling ill. So took a shower. I believe I had taken some medicine. And I was kind of just chilling out. And I get a text message from my brother. And he, I open it. And it's a forwarded message. And it says, Kobe Bryant is dead. And I just kind of looked at it for a second. And at first, I kind of thought it was weird. Because I looked at it and I kind of thought it had something to do with... Because the literally the night before, I guess... I don't know the details of it, but I guess LeBron had surpassed... Kobe Bryant's scoring record or something. I don't I don't remember um exactly what happened. Again, I'm not really following sports too much as of late. Kind of keeping a little bit my toe in the water, but I'm not really on it like I have been in years past. But I did see it all over the place. It was on Twitter, it was on, you know, it was on my phone. I did see something about it, but I didn't read anything about it. So I, I believe it was he uh, LeBron had just passed Kobe's scoring record or something to move into like uh, one spot above him 
all time. So when I saw that message, I thought it was leading to some kind of joke. Like, oh, he's he dead because of the scoring, the whatever. I thought it was going to be something uh, humorous. Or at least there was going to be an attempt of, uh, on humor or something. I thought it was coming after that message. And then um, I waited for a second and then I didn't get anything else. And then I said, let me go online. And I went online and then I saw reports. There's reports. There's reports. And it wasn't totally confirmed, but TMZ was reporting. Yes. Everyone else was like, yo, what's going Like it was... <laughs> I, literally, I've never experienced something like that uh, as far as a, a, an online interaction goes with, like, all my followers, friends who I have on, on Twitter. Like, it was literally, like, I was refreshing everything. Like, it's, it's seconds. I'd wait, like, two seconds and I'd refresh it again. And it was just, like, nothing, nothing, regular bullshit. Yo, is this Kobe shit real? Then I'd scroll down and it was like, wait, what? And scroll down and it was like, whoa, hey, this person, that person, the other person. Like everybody's trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. And then people immediately started mourning, freaking out. Uh, they immediately were um, just kind of like in shell shocked. And this all literally, mind you, this all happened in a span of like, three to four minutes as I'm scrolling and refreshing and reading things and trying to figure out for myself what's going on. I grabbed my phone and I texted an associate of mine. Shout out Dan Dinkins, the mayor, host of the Starting Five podcast. That's a shameless plug for you, my friend. But honestly, I, I couldn't think of anyone. I like I couldn't think of anyone else to try to reach out to. And I text Dan and I'm like, yo, is this Kobe shit real? And he hit me back immediately like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Let me um, let me see what's popping. And I was like, yo, he's he died. <laughs> and then uh, we kind of hit each other back maybe one or two times. And then he went off on his own. I'm sure he had his own network of things he wanted to go look at. And then I was just like, I, I needed to. Uh, talk to someone else <laughs> like I needed to reach out to someone in that world um, just to see like because it was it was I was bugging I, I couldn't it didn't seem like a real moment to me like I, I was sitting there just like in complete shock I didn't turn on the news I didn't I didn't even turn the TV on I just sat there on my bed feet on the floor like ass on the bed just sitting on the side of the bed hunched over and just looking into the phone and kind of learning along with everyone else who was trying to learn about what the hell just happened. And, you know, uh, obviously at first it was, you know, it was just Kobe. And then they said there was five other people on the plane or helicopter. I'm sorry. Um, and then they, they started saying all kinds of things. They said, Rick Fox was on the, helicopter with him then they said his whole family was on the fucking helicopter with him then it was like 
him and his daughters but the wife stayed home it was just it was like things kept coming out and i was like oh my, everything that came out was like more horrible and more horrible and i was like oh my god no god please like this is this is not like this shit cannot be real and it's weird because um i'm not like it's 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 strange it's a strange thing because if if you would have said it was like you know like Eli Manning or or Patrick Ewing or someone who I had a affinity for as a child you know it would have bugged me out i don't even know how how much more it would have affected me but it was like bro Kobe i'm not like i'm not a Lakers fan i've never I'm the type of sports fan who's a homer. I, I follow my home teams, and I could give a shit about anybody else. I'm not wearing a, I'm not wearing a Kobe jersey. I'm not wearing a Shaq jersey. I'm not wearing a, a, a Dwayne Wade jersey. I'm a Knicks fan. I'm a Giants fan. I will be wearing a Giants jersey, or I'll be wearing a Knicks jersey. That's it. You don't catch me wearing anything that's not that. With that being said, um, I do appreciate greatness and talent and um that man was the epitome of both of those i remember the the 81 point game i got to see that game and i was cheering for him like i thought it was a, an amazing accomplishment that he scored 81 points in a single game um i remember cheering loudly for that as i watched that game but I can't sit here and say, yeah, I was a Kobe fan. I followed his career after, you know, I, I honestly, I hadn't thought about him in a while. And, you know, literally the night before his name was brought back up because of what happened. LeBron, you know, passed his scoring record or whatever. But man, his his just the mark that he left on the NBA and these players and just so many people is is like uh it's an indelible mark and it it's literally a tragedy that this man passed away so young we're the same age both 41 years old bro and for this guy to to pass away in the way that he did and he was uh the reason he was on the helicopter was because it was easier for him to elude L.A. traffic to go to these games at the Mamba Academy and take his daughters there and go back and forth. And then he could spend more time with them because there's less time on the road because of the traffic. Um, And it was just so I was so shell shocked. And, bro, literally the next day and yesterday and even today. Uh, now today it's kind of like you know what i'm saying it's a little more and it's a little easier that i'm talking about it also but because i haven't really spoken to anybody about it besides my brother and and you know really that's it and just you know paying respects on twitter or whatever but it just it, it it was so like soul crushingly real and then you know you later on you find out gianna was on the fucking helicopter with him and his wife has to you know first of all she has to find out through social media that this happened to her husband and her daughter or one of her daughters 
Um, and it, 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 she has to live with that. And it just, it was just horrible. And seeing the reactions of former players and current players and friends of his and, and associates and people he's come across and people that he's made great impressions on, um, all giving their kind of like, quote unquote, Kobe stories, just it was just like <laughs> the emotion of it, man, just kind of like I I was just out of it the whole day. I really I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to do anything. I was just kind of like, dude, I, I, you know, it was so strange to feel such emotion from someone I, I didn't know. Cause you know, celebrities and, and sports figures and things like that have passed away. Honestly, we're, you know, it's life. There's, it's a circle sounds cliche but you know you, you're born and you pass it's it's it is what it is it's the world's a cycle and you know people have passed and people that i've really uh grew up with and enjoyed and you know things of that nature it has happened and i've been like damn that sucks no way oh my god but for some reason man this just like I don't know if it's because we're the same age. I don't know if it's because just the, the, the I don't know, man. It, it just really kind of, it was a gut punch. And um, I really don't know what else to add to this. Um, I just kind of felt like I should say something. Not that my opinion matters or anything like that but it's honestly it's more for me and that might sound a little selfish but it, it just um you know excuse me it just kind of made me more appreciative of what i have and i kind of want to just make sure that i pay homage and respect and kind of in 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 doing that um, appreciate what I have more as far as my family, because I've spent a lot of time away from them and now I'm closer to them, uh, especially like my mom and my, my older brother closer to them than I've, I've ever been. And, um, I'm appreciative of that. And I want to let them know that as much as I can. I've been spending a lot more time with my mom lately, even just today. Uh, I had this plan. I was going to come home, uh, do what I wanted to do in the morning and then um, record this. But my mom got to talking and I was just listening to her and just sitting on the couch while the TV was on. And she was just talking about. Um, it's funny that I'm recording this today and this happened. This, is, this just happened to happened today uh we were talking about how she was in uh when she was a cna and she um used to always gravitate towards helping the people who some of the nurses wanted to stay away from for whatever reason i won't go into the reasons why but it has a lot to do with just people being really nasty not the patients the the people who are supposed to be taking care of you and that's a whole other thing i don't even want to get into but my mom would gravitate towards the people who were neglected and 
she would take extra care of them. And she was just telling me certain stories about uh, this one man that she um, he came in and he was like covered in filth and nobody wanted to help him. And they were just like, leave him alone. We're not we're not touching him and her and another woman uh, of Dominican descent, because, you know, us Dominicans are the shit. Uh, they took it upon themselves to go. They bathed the man. They got a special soap for him. They fed him and cleaned up his whole uh, room because these other nurses weren't, you know, paying attention to him. And, uh, you know, she was telling me, like, they got done. They, he got they got him dressed and he they she remembers just looking at him and he was laying in the bed and he had the biggest smile. Uh, and you could see that he was like so relaxed, just kind of hunched up in the bed and uh, clean sheets and clean robe and clean, you know, body because he's you know, and, and I'm listening to my mom and I'm watching her talk to me and tell me this story. And I just kind of like, you know, told her I love her and, and, and I just want to appreciate those little moments like that more because you never really know, man. You never really know. And I think that was the main thing I got out of this was like. Dude, don't call me right now. Um, that was like the main thing I got out of this was like, dude, the dude, I hadn't thought about dude in a while. Um, the night before his name just happened to pop up all over ESPN and all that. And then all of a sudden the next day he's gone. He's gone. And, uh, you know, it's just it's insanity. And, and, and you just got to appreciate every moment, man, every moment that you can. And that's what I'm going to try to do. Um, so just, you know, all love and respect to his, to Vanessa and his remaining children and his family and his friends and everyone who knew him or were, or were touched by him in, in, in some way and, uh, you know, inspired by him. Just, you know, I don't know what else to say, man. You know, God bless and, you know. I mean, what can you say, man? It's just, uh, it's a crazy situation, man. And I just, I, all you can do is learn from it and just try to appreciate what you got. So now that that's out, I really didn't want to go into this because I, I, I just, um, I'm a little conflicted. Okay. I'm a little conflicted because, you know, all these emotions kind of sprung up and, uh, it was just, uh, again, insanity, all this happening and, 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 uh, the way it, it all came about and going through this with everyone and, and, and trying to figure out what was the truth and what wasn't. And in trying to um, put all that together as far as with what happened, scrolling through Twitter, I see a video. And of course, you have idiots out there who are, who cares? He's a basketball player. Who gives a shit? Blah, 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 blah. You got these trolls online who always want to talk shit. It's part of the shitty part of having social media. So as I'm scrolling through this news feed and trying to figure out what the hell happened, I see Michael Rappaport retweeted a video from a comedian, a so-called comedian, 
Uh, this comedian's name is Ari Shafir. Now, you may or may not be familiar with this person. He, back in, I knew of him since maybe like 2004, 2005, when E-Bombs World was like a thing. And, you know, E-Bombs World was a site where you could go and watch like funny, ir irreverent videos. Um, and, you know, there was no, well, YouTube might have been around, but it was nowhere near what it is now. Um, it was more like people uploading videos of them playing guitar and shit like that and singing and whatever. Um, so E-Bombs World was like the site you go to, kind of like a world star hip hop or, you know, something like that, where you'd go and you see like irreverent videos like the David Blaine imitation guy video with the two guys that he's pranking in the, in the alley or whatever. And, um, you know, you'd go there and you see a bunch of wild videos. And I remember seeing this video of some dude who was calling himself the amazing racist. And he basically was a Jewish dude who was pulling pranks on, uh, people of color, Mexicans, anybody Brown really. Um, and like, for instance, one of the videos he had a, he was going, he was in Compton going to dry cleaners, trying to get his Ku Klux Klan outfit dry cleaned. Um, and then there was another video where he, um, he got a pickup truck and he picked up migrant workers, uh, who were like at home depots and shit looking for work. He picked up a bunch of them and drove them to, uh, the immigration office. And then he got out of the truck and he started screaming, la migra, la migra. And they all like would run away and, uh, he would just laugh or whatever. Um, so I was aware of this guy. I didn't know he was like a comedian. I just thought this was a thing he, he did. I thought this was his thing. Later on, I found out he was actually a comedian and that was like a, a bit that he did years ago and he doesn't do that shit anymore or whatever. Um, also this guy is associated with, uh, famous LA comedians like Joe Rogan and Tom Segura um, Burt Kreischer, Joey Coco Diaz. He's in that little, little group of, uh, LA comedians. And he does this thing where when a celebrity dies, he feels like he has to put out a, uh, either a video or a tweet or a picture or something kind of shitting on said celebrity. So I'm going to play this video. It's like, 15 seconds it was apparently an instant story that he did when the news was just literally just breaking about kobe bryant he put this video out and i'm just gonna play a little bit of it just so you have context because i'm tired of trying to explain this through text through people on instagram and other places um hopefully you can listen to this and now you understand why i've been saying fuck ari shafir for the past few days so i'm gonna go ahead and play this video and then uh i'll continue my little soliloquy here always a lot of like hate pain in the world and it's always a bunch of terrible stories and every once in a while there's a good story a good story comes out the guy who got away with rape got his today 
Kobe Bryant is a god. I'm here in Charlotte, the home of the team that originally drafted him. Uh, maybe he wouldn't have raped that chick in Denver if he had been if he had stayed in Charlotte with the Hornets. But anyway, the point is, dude, it's like guys. I know there's always a lot. Of um. So apparently that was uh. I'm sorry. I'm dumb. I'm trying to figure out my phone. So. Apparently, there was a few Insta stories like that, and uh, that was the beginning of it. Um, I don't have the rest of it. I don't really think I need the rest of it. I don't think you need to hear the rest of it. That that was basically good enough. And um, what ended up happening was that he posted that Insta story, and some people grabbed it, um, and then they started reposting it other places, and then he deleted it after he started getting shit about it. Um, so I saw that and I instantly felt like just nausea. Like I literally felt just fucking sick to my stomach. Um, now, you guys know me. Again, the most non-PC podcast of the PC era. I don't give a fuck. I usually will just say whatever. I try purposely not to, you know, insult anyone directly or anything like that. I try to speak generally about things. And, uh, you know, it, I have pretty thick skin. I, I, I'm all for dark comedy. I'm all for, you know, I don't know, whatever. I'm all for insult comics and the sanctity of comedy. I'm, I've been a comedy fan since I can remember. I've always supported comedians and love comedy. I wish I could be a stand-up comedian. I wish I had the talent to do that. I think it's a very special gift that you have to be able to stand up in a room full of people and just make them laugh. Uh, I respect it, but this is, um, this shit is not comedy, bro. Uh, where's the, what's funny about what we just heard? Like, where's the joke at? You feel me? Like, where's the comedic aspect to whatever the fuck he just did? It's not there. I didn't hear it. It's been a few days. I I don't I don't think it's funny. And you kind of you kind of miss just kind of listening to the video. You kind of miss the smirk that he gets on his face when he's uh recording this silly little video that he did. Um you know, I just it, it what's funny about that? You know, you got these other comedians like Luis J. Gomez coming to his defense immediately. Like, yo, it's comedy. This is what he does. It's Ari. He does this shit. When has he not been a piece of shit? You know, maybe sometimes you got to, like, uh, set a limit. You know what I'm saying? Maybe sometimes I just, I like, I don't get why... Like, I don't get why. <laughs> um, I don't understand, you know, I didn't, at the, t at the time, I, I, I don't understand the purpose of it. 
I just don't understand it. And okay, so it's been a few days, and he posted a on his Instagram because he made his Twitter private now. Uh, and on his Instagram, he posted a like a five-page note, kind of explaining himself. And I can understand reading that. Um, I can understand his point, and he makes a valid point. I'm not going to completely, you know, uh, demonize this person. Um, because there's a lot of people out there calling him a racist and and, and all that. Ari Shafir is not a racist. Ari Shafir is actually, you know, he, he he's an intelligent dude. Um, he's funny. You know, he, he, he's, he's a well-spoken guy. He's a thoughtful person and stuff like that. Uh, this is kind of a bad and stuff like that. I could have said a little more. This is it's like I'm conflicted because I'm I'm trying not to praise this person. It's if I felt like kind of like I was praising him. I'm not. I'm just stating facts. The, the dude's funny. He, he has made me laugh. Um, there's some things that he does that I, I don't care for, like the amazing racist shit, like him pulling his dick out uh like him dosing his quote-unquote friend in his house with fucking molly uh yes that did happen um i'm not a fan of his per se but i have found him funny at times and you know his, his comedy and what like and i've heard him on podcasts and i've been like hey you know this dude is an interesting guy but um this again i, I don't understand why he felt the need to immediately run out in front of uh, the basketball arena to record this video and say those things that he said when uh, we didn't even know if his wife knew what was fucking happening yet. And you want to put this out there. Like, I don't get it. And supposedly he says, uh, you know, a bunch of his fans were hitting him up in DMs and comments like, yo, where's your Kobe video? Kobe's dead and you ain't make a video yet. You didn't say anything yet. So he felt like he had to run out and uh, make a video because his fans were demanding it. Bro, fuck you. First of all, what kind of people are these that are demanding this content from you like somebody just died and all they can think about is oh where's the video shitting on this guy where's the video shitting on kobe kobe's dead where's the video shitting on him come on ari don't disappoint us bro like those are the kind of fans you those are the kind of people you want coming to your shows and shit those are the kind of people you want supporting you bigging you up like you felt like you owed it to them to do this video like that's why you did it like it's really disappointing man and it's it's a it was a shitty thing to do and again he put out a, a a not a statement but he wrote this whole thing on his instagram you can read it if you'd like it. try to make heads or tails of it if that makes you feel better but i read it and while i can understand his points and his points being that um this is something he's always done i always try to bring down gods and celebrities are worshipped as gods and 
I always do that. My One of my best friends was Ralphie May, and when he died, I did a video about him. Bro, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. This shit was ill-timed. It was not necessary. You didn't need to do it. And, I, and, and, I, and I'm pissed off because I feel like I've spent more time talking about this than actually fucking uh, paying my respects to Kobe Bryant. So I don't want to talk about this too much longer, but one thing I did want to say is that I see a lot of people threatening him, talking about we're going to come to your shows and do something to you. Bro, that's not don't don't get yourself into shit because of this guy, dude. He doesn't fucking deserve it. Maybe he does deserve something, but that's not for us to to deal out or to meet out you know street justice is all well and good but it's not i don't in this case like just don't get yourself into shit this guy's a piece of shit dude and you know if he feels like he's justified in doing this and engaging in this behavior that's on you bro but i could tell you this you've lost a shitload of fans because your comment sections your, your comments on instagram are not good People are not fucking happy, bro. And they're not going to forget about this shit either. It's on Twitter. It's going to live forever. Okay? People who had no clue who you were, now that's their impression of you is that video. I don't know if that's what you wanted. I don't know if that's how you build your fan base. Um, But it is what it is. You reap what you fucking sow. And uh, that's all I got to say about that as far as Ari goes. I I really... I don't want to air... I don't want to give too much light on dude when I really wanted to just pay my respects and, and just kind of put out that, that, that emotion I had towards the whole passing of Kobe. So just, that's it, you know, RIP Kobe, man. That's, that's it, bro. There's nothing else really to add to that except maybe, you know, fuck Ari Shafir. And we're back. So, guys, as we approach the end of episode 66 of the Everything Podcast, I kind of wanted to touch on um, the significance of today's date for me personally. And um, today being January 30th, it marks the one year anniversary of the end of my marriage. So... Obviously, you guys know I've recorded a few episodes last year and I've aired it out. You guys, if you've been listening, you know the deal. You know what's going on. Um, I. Let me go back. So one year, one year ago today, today is the quote unquote anniversary of my marriage ending. And. Um, I was going to sit here and do a whole like uh, diatribe, I guess, about, you know, marriage and social media and what happened and blah, blah, blah. Again, I don't feel like I need to get into detail. I really don't. And again, I, I, I bear no malice. You know, it is what it is. It's over. Um, I just... Uh, I'm in the process of just moving forward completely and just kind of 
pulling myself together and trying to become the best me that I can be at age 41 and just move forward with my life. That's really where my headspace is at right now, honestly. Um, I'm, right now, I'm in a space that is uh, very positive for me. I feel good. I uh, mentally, um, I feel sharper than I've been in a long time. Um, I'm focused on getting better. I have goals that I'm setting and, and have set. Uh, and I'm hitting those marks pretty well. At least these short-term goals that I've got. I've got long-term goals that I, that I need to work towards. But really right now, um, I'm happy, guys. And I don't want to bog you down with my problems, of course, as I l like to say. This is my personal therapy session. But as I thought about it more and more, and I think this has um, led me to not record more podcasts because I had so much to say, but I didn't want to like bombard you guys with, you know, my emotional bullshit. So I've said what I've said in the past few episodes, and I think really that's all I needed to do. So. Again, now that I'm in a different headspace and everything is kind of slowly coming together for me, uh, I just wanted to put this episode out in January. That way I could say I recorded a January podcast and just continue growing and building and moving forward because um, it's, 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 it's essential to just kind of grow and move on, man. I, I, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but growing and moving on is, um, it's kind of like my new mantra. I just want to be the best version of me that I can be at age 41 and climbing. Um, I want to be more grateful. I want to be happier. I want to make other people happy. I want to be in a place where I'm, happy with myself enough that I can make someone else happy and that is going to take a while and I understand that uh, I'm not in a rush nor do I feel like I have to be and I'm okay with that and uh, you know again I didn't want to do a whole thing where I you know went off and not and, and again I don't think I've ever gone off on this podcast about my significant my former significant other you know because I, I I don't I'm not gonna sit here and point the finger and say you know I'm not gonna do that it's both our faults would happen neither one of us was ready for this and for whatever reason we it just didn't work out so, um, yeah, again, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and shit on anybody. I'm not going to do that. This year is all about forward motion. And I don't want to bog you guys down with my BS anymore. Um, not... 
I don't feel like that's something that I need to continue to bombard you guys with. It's just, it's not healthy for me to do that. I know this is my personal therapy session, quote unquote, but I think that's why I hadn't recorded more episodes last year because I, I wanted to say more, but I didn't really want to see the thing is when I sit here and I talk into this mic, it doesn't talk back. <laughs> and that is a very powerful thing when you can air out and air out and just push out negativity and bad feelings and bad emotions and not be judged in return. Um, it's a powerful thing. But at the same time, mm, I just wanted to hear that. Um, at the same time, I don't feel like this is something that my listeners really wanted to be subjected to. You guys didn't sign on for this horseshit. I know it's the Everything Podcast. We talk about everything. But, you know, I did 60-something episodes about different shades of pop culture and politics and sports and movies. And then all of a sudden it became... <laughs> Not that I cried or anything like that, but, you know didn't want to seem like I was whining or anything like that and I think that led me to not record a lot of episodes that I wanted to record but again it's a new year and it's it's time for the everything podcast to come back strong so I'm not gonna bog you guys down in emotional bs I just wanted to kind of let it be known that it's a year later and I'm doing good. I'm doing fine. I'm happy. I'm grateful. I'm thankful for all of you. I'm thankful for family and friends. Um, just thank you guys. I really, from the bottom of my heart, all you guys, again, who are streaming the show here and overseas, please, if you want to reach out, the Everything Podcast on Instagram. The E Podcast Show on Twitter. You can hit me up on there. And uh, guys, listen. Peace and love, man. That's all I can say. I'm going to think of a new catchphrase slogan to throw at you at the end of every episode. Right now, I don't have one. But uh, I kind of want to leave the old one with last year and make a new one. Though. Until then, peace and love, guys. Stay frosty. That sucks. I'm never going to use that one again.